Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Stop Building. I am your host, Sam Kaufman. I'm going to start it off as I always do. If you get value out of the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, send it to somebody. Um, I've been saying, you know, if you're going to, if you can DM me and say thank you for it, take that time and send it to somebody else. Um, And I don't mean it to say, don't DM me. I'm happy to talk to you. Um, It's part of my purpose and part of the mission of the podcast. All I'm saying is, If you've got that minute, uh, please shoot this to somebody that you think would find value out of it so you can help fulfill the mission of Never Stop Building with me. We can grow our community. So, hey, we have another Lessons in Leadership episode in the series. It's been a good couple of episodes since we did one of these. Um, been testing out different uh, series and testing out different formats for y'all to find what brings the most value to you. And it always comes back to uh, the truth brings the most value. The reality of situations brings the most value. So today we have lessons in leadership, listening. We're going to be talking about listening and there are a couple of main points. This one's going to be shorter. This one's going to be short and sweet and to the point. There's not a lot of fluff when it comes to listening. Um, And I want to give you a very quick background on why I'm talking about this and who I used to be when it came to listening and what I do now and what is effective listening in leadership and what you can start to do. I'm going to give you three or four direct tactical takeaways to be a better listener for your team, for your family, for yourself. So um, the personality that you see of me in the podcast and what you see in my content um, and if you've seen me on stage, uh, that is who I am. I am enthusiastic and passionate and energetic. Um, and it is because I am, I, I really believe in what I talk about. I really believe in how I speak. I believe in the principles that we discuss as it comes to business and it, as it pertains to leadership and family and faith. And I'm very passionate about the things that I believe in. So I am uh, a talker. I am a fixer. Um, I like to solve problems so much that I have in the past, and if I'm not careful, will today, I will find and or create a problem just to have the opportunity to fix it, is how much I enjoy solving problems. Yours, mine, that guy's, that woman's, it doesn't matter. I enjoy being a problem solver. Uh, It is probably one of the things that attracted me to trade work when I started definitely attracted me to team leadership, management, and sales, and then now working on being the best CEO I can be and coach and consultant. I love solving problems. What the downside to that is, is that for many years, I didn't really listen to people enough to help them fully solve their problem, the root of their problem. 
I could get the surface stuff. See, the problem was I got so excited to help. I got so pumped and energetic and enthusiastic about the solution that I had to your problem that I didn't always give you the time of day to relate that problem, to communicate that problem to me. Um, and a lot of times when we bring problems to people that we trust or that are holding us accountable or mentors or friends that we, we really lean on, there's a lot of instances where you don't actually know what the problem is. You know what the symptoms of the problem are. And so when we go and we talk to people and we start relating what's happening to us, what we start talking about automatically is the symptoms that the problem is causing us, right? The symptoms of what is happening are what we ask for help with when what really needs to happen is we need to identify discuss and solve the actual problem. So we do this weekly in my business. We have a level 10 meeting at on the level where we do issue processing for 60 minutes. And that is where a level, a leadership team member brings up an issue and we identify the issue, the root issue. So we discuss, we dive as deep as we can. Then we discuss that and then we solve that. And on the back end of the solution are action or to-do items for a specific or a few specific team members. So we have to be able to identify and discuss and solve problems in order to be of maximum impact to our team. So what we can't do is we can't listen for a moment and then interrupt and then fix, 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 and then smile like we've done some incredible, amazing thing for them. And sometimes those surface fixes are good, and they do help to a certain level. They do help to a degree, but the impact is not always lasting. What happens is the symptoms come back because the problem, the root issue, has not been solved. And as leaders in our homes and our businesses and communities, our job, our responsibility rather, is to help identify, discuss, and solve the real problem. It's no different with my children who are 13 and 10. So like learning how to listen to a 13-year-old, learning how to listen to a 10-year-old, learning how to listen to my wife, learning how to listen to my team and all their different roles and personalities. What I've found is it always comes back to four very specific things. And when I do them properly and with intent, I generally seem to be able to solve what seem like very complex problems because we get to break them down to a very simple root cause with a very simple base solution with tasks and to-do items. That is our responsibility as leaders. Problem solving is the CEO of On The Level. Problem solving, removing bottlenecks that prevent people from doing their job to the best of their ability is one of my primary responsibilities. In order to remove bottlenecks, I need to not be guessing. I need to be asking questions and I need to be listening. The culmination of listening to many different people gives me the 10,000 foot view that I need to see the bottleneck coming before it hits so that I can 
preemptively and proactively remove it for people. That's my job. It's not that different in my household. That's my job. So I want to share, there's three or four, three or four very important. Um, these are my go-tos for listening, which is what this is all about. It is listening as a leader. Okay. So the first, the very, very first thing that we're going to talk about real quick is intent, the intent behind listening. The intent behind listening is not to shut up. The intent is not to be quiet long enough to make the other person feel or think that you have less listened. The intent behind listening as a leader is seeking to understand. We must go into conversations that require us to listen with the intent of seeking to understand. We cannot continue to walk into every situation believing we know everything, which I, I used to do. I walked in because, and that's like, I, I, I'm king problem solver in these situations. I, when you're at the top of your business, when you're the leader in your household, when you're the leader in your community, whatever you're doing, you you become the the person, the problem solving person that helps. And what starts to happen is if you're not careful which you're probably not being, you start to believe that you know everything ahead of learning anything. You solve a couple of really, really complex problems, or, or maybe they're not even that complex. They're, they were complex for you at the time. And then ego kicks in and you decide that you can solve any problem at any time, except for the 32 problems that you're avoiding discussing and solving except for the 32 things that you're not handling, except for those things that are keeping you up at night because there's so much more to understand. So when we go into conversations, and I'll give you a prime example. We were out to dinner the other night and my son was having a very, he's 10, was having a very difficult time calming debt. He was getting very flustered at chopsticks. It was just, it was so outside of character for him, the way he was behaving. And I started to get flustered in the beginning. A couple of minutes went by and I realized I am not seeking to understand what is happening with him. And so I started to ask him questions, which leads me directly into point number two. Ask more questions than you are giving statements. I started to ask him questions. Why do you think you're feeling this way? Have you eaten enough today, buddy? Are we hydrated? Did something happen earlier to make you upset? Because I know that the chopsticks aren't what's pissing him off and making him sad and, and antsy and angry. So it's my job to ask more questions instead of as a father being this accusatory, grumpy, angry, stop crying, stop bitching, get your shit together. No, 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 no. What's going on? Let's backtrack the day. Six or seven minutes into asking questions with the intent to understand my son was smiling and laughing, enjoying himself. He was just hungry. We painted all day. It was a long day. But I started to ask questions for two reasons. I was seeking to understand. And the more questions I ask, the more answers the other person starts to starts to uncover on their own. Now I'm I'm not just teaching my son that I know everything. I'm teaching him how to solve his own problems. So when I have a staff member, a team member, an employee, and I ask more questions than I make statements, 
I'm teaching these people, I'm teaching the people I love and care about how to answer the questions that they have on their own. I don't need the credit and recognition for having the right answers. And a lot of you are held back by your desire for credit and recognition for being right. I no longer want to be right, which is what makes me an effective leader and listener. What I want to do is help you help yourself. I want you to walk away feeling better than when you got to me. I don't need you to think and thank me for it. The next thing, and a very important piece to asking more questions, ask the right questions. Ask the honest, true questions. This is where we deploy kind candor to the situation where we're not afraid to be honest and do it in a questioning way. You have no idea the positive effect asking people questions when genuinely seeking to understand has as opposed to being accusatory. We often make assumptions about people's motives and behavior without asking them the question, why did you make this decision? Why did you make the decision that led to that decision? Why did you do that? You start to dig and dig and they start to answer and they either start to see where they went wrong or you start to see where they went wrong and you can start to solve the right problem by asking the right questions. And the right questions are usually just why. And can you explain to me what led to this decision? Can you backtrack your day a little bit and help me understand? That's one of my favorites is, hey, can you help me I don't feel like I have clarity on what it is is happening on your end right now. Could you help gain clarity for me? I feel confused. And could you help me understand? And you bring yourself to a humbling level where you actually care and the other person feels open enough to start answering these questions because you're asking the right questions. And the right questions are, can you help me understand? Could you make this a little bit more clear for me? Do you know why you made that decision? Is there any way that I can help you be a better version of yourself the next time this comes up? These are the right questions. And the final point that leads to the final, final point. The final point is analyzing the information that you're getting in response to your questions instead of responding to every answer. So instead of saying, can you help me understand, getting an answer and then correcting them and then telling them that they're wrong and then telling them that that's not the right way of thinking. Ask another question and another question and another question. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say three to six, three to six questions down the path of the original question is what is necessary to uncover the thing, the piece of information worthy of response. The main goal in what we're trying to do here is we're trying to create a responsive leader and not a reactive leader. You need to be the leader who hears, listens, processes the information, lets it actually, actually problem solves it instead of just reacting to it, and then responds with loving, kind candor to the individual which means that the responses are honest and compassionate, right? Honesty without compassion is just brutality. We need to be honest and compassionate. There is a way 
to make that happen. And it only happens when we seek to understand, ask more questions than we give statements. We ask the right questions and we analyze the information and then respond. Our goal here is to respond instead of react because our intentions are to seek to understand the other person's point of view. Without fully understanding and empathizing with the other human's point of view, you cannot effectively lead them to the solution that could change their life. I hope this helped. This is Lessons in Leadership, listening. Thank you all. See you next time.